0: To much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey everyone, uh, I'm really happy to have Joe Beth Hanek here today. She is a sales warrior, one of those weird people that picks up the phone and lands appointments, which is freaking hard to do. Joe Beth, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So uh, I just want you to know that cold calling is dead. And if you want to make a grown (laughs) salesperson cry, tell them they have to cold call. It doesn't work. Don't make me do it, please.
1: Oh my God. I've definitely heard that before and I can guarantee it does work. You know, it's just, you got to get more creative for sure.
0: Yeah. So let's uh, deconstruct that. But I was uh, chatting with a friend. This was like years ago. And she was telling me when she came out of university, she was bright eyed and bushy tailed and the world was her oyster. And so she worked at this architectural firm and they said, we want you to call CEOs of significant companies and land appointments. Okay. And then she did. But all the people around her is like, how are you doing that? They're too busy. They don't want to talk to you. And after right. about a month and a half, she couldn't pick up the phone again because when she was too dumb, she just did it proving that it works. And then all these people got in head and like screwed it up.
1: Yes, I've definitely been there, Um, you know, in college and after college, I worked as a personal trainer, which was, you know, like basically learning how to hustle and to get appointments, walk up to random people in the gym. Uh, But, you know, whenever I first started in tech, you know, I had a very similar experience where I was just like, just happy to like, you know, be doing something new and to be talking to people. And so, you know, I was just like, I had a lot of really early success and then I did eventually get in my head at one point, um, you know, a few months later to where I experienced what your friend did, where it was just like, ah, like this is not fun anymore, you know, um, and so I had to <laughs> kind of work, work through that and, you know, refine, you know, the fun and the excitement and the confidence. Um, Cause definitely um, it's, it's hard to not let like the naysayers get to you sometimes.
0: Absolutely. And I think you made a mistake when you were like a personal trainer, just like everyone else. What you should have done was be an impersonal trainer, just be rude, obnoxious. People would be lining up at your door. But anyway, (laughs) so let's talk about that. So let's say, how do you find the target for what you guys do? So let's talk about your company first. It's uh, Zilliant and you guys help people determine the optimal price to sell their products and services. So walk me through one of your clients on how they were pricing before and once they got your software how they started pricing and how it helped them
1: sure so um you know sometimes whenever i talk to companies they are kind of stuck in the dark ages still they're doing everything off of it based off of excel um you know a lot of the companies i'm speaking to they have up to like 180,000 different SKUs, you know, different things that they're having to price for. And they're managing all of that through an Excel sheet. So I'm talking to one guy right now who, you know, we're meeting with next month, who he's, uh, for the past couple months, uh, for the beginning, since the beginning of the year, he's had to go through and update every single price. And it's taking him literally 10,000 years. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. So, you know, sometimes I speak to companies who are at the very beginning of, you know, setting up. Uh, pricing like that, you know, some people don't even have a pricing team and the pricing is fully in the hands of the sales reps, which like as a sales rep, I'm like, that's great. That's how I like it, but Yeah. (laughs) yeah, it's danger for the company. And, you know, Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, they're not getting you know the best margins that they could be. So, um, so we have a couple of different products around that. You know, we have a way to just start like start from square one and manage the prices. You know, ex- replace those Excel sheets and to be able to get some segmentation going on. Um, but you know, for some of the companies we speak to, they already have like a few processes in place. You know, it's it's working really well for them, and they're looking for more um, optimization on the data side.
0: Nice. So we know what you guys do. So you're minding your own business and it's like uh start of the quarter and you're going, all right. So the first thing you need to do is to target a set of victims. I mean, potential clients. <laughs> so how do you go about targeting the people that you want? Uh, so walk us through that.
1: Sure. So I have an account list. You know, my territory is, you know, people who are headquartered in like the South Central US or the Northeast, mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes, you know, I'll search based off of like, which vertical I want to talk to, you know, maybe I've built like a cadence for building products, you know, manufacturers or something like that. Um, and so I'll look at those companies, you know, find some key players and then just plug them in and start calling them. So uh, we let's have a- uh,
0: break that down. Who would be a key player in a company that would be interested in pricing? Was Is that the CFO? Is it the head sales guy or the CEO? Like who's that in the company typically?
1: Yeah, sometimes it's, you know, the CFO. Um, Usually we're starting kind of more in the middle with, you know, breaking Mm -hmm. into a company. And so, um, you know, a lot of people I'd speak to would be a director of pricing uh, if they have a pricing team. Um, If they don't have any sort of pricing team, then pricing could be owned by sales. And we do have, you know, sales products that we use as well. So we do guidance for sales, you know, which would be if they have a large account list, you know, being able to figure out which accounts to target um, in addition to the pricing. So I talked to a lot of, you know, a lot of VP of sales, you know, that's probably like a lot of the people that I am calling. Um, but as well, it's like just anyone with a pricing title. Um, but you know, if, if pricing is not, if there's not a pricing team, it could be owned by sales, marketing product, uh, operations. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> it's just a little bit of a Easter egg hunt.
0: So you first person you actually get on the phone, you ask who's doing this and, and off they go and off you go to uh- that area.
1: Yeah, you know, typically because we do like two different things. um, And I find that sometimes, you know, someone, they're really, you know, content with what they're doing for pricing. And so then I'll like try to pivot and go into like what they're doing for sales. Uh, But I never really try to assume, you know, which one of those two things they would be interested in because I found that I can shoot myself in the foot. (laughs) So I usually, so I usually just start off by asking, you know, what would be more relevant to your role? Is it sales growth or is it finding the right prices to give to your sales team?
0: Brilliant. So let's say it's sales growth and you, the person you found wasn't the right person, but it's sales growth. And then you suss out like the head VP of sales. You finally get that person on the phone. What preparation are you doing before? And what's the first 30 seconds of that conversation? What does that sound like?
1: Sure. So um, so whenever I, I get someone that I, I want to go after, I'm typically looking at their LinkedIn. I'm looking at you know my notes in the account to see like, okay, like, you know, have I spoken to someone here before? Do I have any notes that I can rely on to give me a little bit of uh, context to be able to add to the conversation or which direction to go if I've already narrowed down that they have a particular problem? Um, and I, I use the, to start off a conversation, I, I use like a Josh Braun technique, which is just, you know, calling out like the obvious, which is, you know, say, hey, this is Joe Beth at Zilliant. This is a cold call. I know you probably just want to hang up. Uh, but you know, I'd appreciate it if you gave me a minute to tell you why I'm calling. Um, Pause right there.
0: So yeah. uh, when people hear that, what percentage of people say, uh, "Yeah, go ahead, Joe Beth."
1: I would say like ninety percent, um,
0: which would be shocking to most people because they, yes. in their heads, they've got it like ninety percent are going to say, "Get out of here," but <laughs> it's the opposite is true.
1: I'll tell you, my boss had been u- telling me to use this technique for quite a while. And I was really resistant to it because I was like, man, like no one likes cold calls. You know, they're just going to hang up. And some people still do hang up, you know, which is totally their right. Uh, But a lot of people just kind of laugh and they're just like, okay, like, what do you have? Or, okay, you know, go ahead. So I'm going to
0: suggest something else for you, Joe Beth. Uh, It was a previous guest on the show. And this is what he does. He goes, you know, hey, Joe Beth, this is Umar. We don't know each other. Should we hang up? (laughs) And most yeah, of kind of chuckle and say, no, what do you want?
1: Right, right. Yeah, I, I've heard of something like that being used, you know, saying like, you, you know, you, we don't know each other because whenever people pick up the phone, they're trying to figure out like, okay, who is this person? Do I know them? You know, should I, you know, am I forgetting someone's name, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I like, I like just kind of starting off the call, just clearing the air and setting the tone for the call. So,
0: so you said, hey, This is who I am. This is who you are. This is a cold call. Can I have a minute? They say yes. So that's the first 10 seconds of the call. Take me through the next 30 seconds, the first minute of the call. What do you do from there? Sure.
1: So, you know, I start off, you know, sometimes I'll just make a little comment, like, thank you, it's been a long day of doing this, or, you know, some sort of, you know, brief little comedic, you know, break or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I give like a little like small, like one sentence, you know, to tell them, like, give them a little bit of context of like, what the heck Zillion is. Um, some people are familiar with us, some people are not, you know, we do do like a lot of different events with different organizations and pricing, so they may be familiar with us. Um, And that's where I ask a question to narrow down, like, should I go in the direction of sales or should I go in the direction of pricing? And sometimes people say both, um, but, you know, usually that gets people talking enough to where then I can kind of figure out like where I want to take the next part of the call. And, you know, typically it's it's trying to figure out like, what are you doing now? You know, are there any problems with it? Um, You know, what could be done better?
0: Brilliant. And then once they're talking, then you're talking and then you can figure out where to go from there. And typically, are you looking to land an appointment or what's your end goal for the call?
1: Best case scenario would be an appointment. Um, Sometimes, you know, they point me to a better contact. Um, Sometimes they, you know, want me to send over a little bit of information and book the call from there. That's obviously not my first choice, but, you know, I have, you know, some people just need to see a little bit more, you know, before they're interested, um, and I have booked appointments that way. but ideally it would be scheduling a call with my you know regional sales director for them to you know go over you know more in depth and to you know get that you know the sales cycle moving along.
0: Brilliant. Uh, when we used to have events, uh, there was a gentleman called Steve Richard. He's like a guru of this kind of stuff, and he yeah, started I'm the- with him. Yeah, so he's on stage and he's got his phone. And it's like, you know, who's trying to make a call at an appointment? I am. It's like, well, okay, what industry? Who are you trying to call? And then he was just on stage calling an industry he does not know and figures out that the guy that our hero is trying to get a hold of is not the right person. Figures out who the right person is, gets transferred. And then they're not the right person, but they tell him the ultimate right person all within like five minutes. He finds the exact target and what they really need without anybody dying. And everyone in the audience is like, damn, that's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with Steve Richards. Uh, he actually I've, I've actually been in like one of his, you know, trainings, workshops and everything. And he does, you know, I, I don't remember if he did it during that workshop. But that was like the whole thing that people talked about is like, he'll actually cold call like one of your, you know, your people and like show you like how he would do it and, and get somewhere. So um, he's a cool guy.
0: Brilliant. He was actually talking about uh, one of his pieces of software because now he's in the exec vision, which is like fancy software. But before he got there, there was a piece of software he got for all his inside reps that had a web camera and uh, they would record the calls. And each one of his employees had pointed the camera towards the ceiling. And there was lots of resentment in his organization. Big brother is watching me. And it was just a, Steve's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And they just not communicated well what the intention was. So then they had to have a company meeting and then they finally went, okay, the intention of this is as follows, that this week you're going to have a bunch of calls and I want you to self-select a call that went really, really well and a call that went sideways. And then you're going to sit down with your manager and we'll take a look at the playback of that call. And on the one that was phenomenal, we go, good job, or, oh, wait a minute, you said this thing here and this is like freaking genius. We'll put this in the archive of Hall of Fame so other people learn it. And where you went wrong instead of, yeah, I was on a call and it went sideways. It's like, who knows? But now you and your manager are auditing the call and then the manager can go, oh, when the guy was saying this, notice his tone of voice. What he was really saying was that. And all of a sudden, all his reps started getting dramatically better results. But it's AI think it's knowing what to improve and then the other lesson was we need to communicate better with not only ourselves but when we're on the phone with people the more elegant we are and we set expectations the better results we get.
1: Oh for sure and exact vision is a really cool tool and i think that you know having some sort of way to record your calls and to be able to go back over them to see how you can improve is just crucial you know in in sales you know otherwise um You know, it's just fully going off of your memory and he may remember things going way differently than they actually did. You know, definitely early on in my sales career, you know, I would, you know, go over a call with my manager and I'd be like, I don't know what went wrong. Like I did everything right. It was so great. He was just a jerk face. And then of course we'd listen to it and they would be like, this is like where you messed up.
0: What's kind of interesting is this, is that you can have two siblings, but let's say twins for our example, twins in this family function eight years ago. And when you ask them what happened, they both have totally different experiences of what happened. And Betty was a nut. Betty was amazing. And so when we're trying to remember back a call from Monday, there's no freaking way I'm going to remember any of it. So having that recording really helps a lot for my manager to help me get better at what I do.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, memory is not like a videotape recorder or anything. And it's, we're going to have all of our emotions and everything tied to it and how we remember things for sure.
0: Absolutely. So if you were coaching your replacement that finally, Zillian, you know, gets it together and say, oh my God, she's a genius. We need to move her up. Uh, (laughs) And you were training your replacement rather than taking her through the same training you received. How would you redesign it to bring a newbie in somebody that's, you know, good social skills, good level of self-esteem. They've not done this industry before. Help me through how you design the training to get them up and running and being functional.
1: That's a really interesting question. Um, I think it's really good to start with a script, Um, just like a loose script to go off of. Um, You know, I know there's like two camps, you know, some people like love scripts some people hate scripts. I'm kind of in the middle, you know, I think it's, uh, like for me, like I call someone and then like someone answers and my mind just goes blank. (laughs) And so I think it's important to be able to have like, okay, like, you know, I, I, say pretty much the same thing for like the first, you know, 20 seconds of the call, you know, it's just getting someone to get that permission to proceed and to, to talk to someone. Um, but from there, I think that, um, you know, I think like for me, what would really helped me figuring out was, OK, what's my intro going to be? What works well? And then just adding in the piece to be able to let the person get talking about which way they want the conversation to go, whether it goes into sales or into pricing, because uh, one of the things that I found really challenging about Zilliant is we sell so many like different types of products, you know, um, it wasn't just like, oh, we sell one thing, you know, it, it's, it's, you have to kind of figure out like what you should be talking about that the person would be interested in. So I think from there, um, just being able to ask like some basic questions, um, you know, maybe having like some suggestions of like, okay, these are some good questions that we've come up with. Um, you know, here's, um, you know, for me, like, uh, one of the things that I'll say sometimes is that sales reps spend about 80% of their time on 20% of their accounts, And whenever I started telling that to VP of sales, they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how it is. And so I think, you know, just maybe being able to, like, I think some like sales organizations I've been in, uh, whenever you're in the office, you know, because I've been onboarding (laughs) remote this last year, um, you you get to hear a lot of those stories, you know, so I think, um, you know, it's important to have newer reps, you know, spend some time like reading some of the case studies and reading about, you know, people who have, you know, bought the software and how they've been helped and what their experience has been, you know, I think that is, you know, definitely something that should be part of training is just use cases and being able to start to get those stories in your head. Um, Because typically you kind of build that up over time, you know, as you're talking to different people and hearing how their company works, um, but I think um, you know, being able to have like just like a few phrases that you can say that like let the other person know that you're familiar with how their company works, um, is is very helpful. Because whenever I say that, you know, to a VP of sales, they they're like, you get it, you know how it is, and then that gives me so much more credibility to be able to book. Nice. A
0: business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brilliant. So, what's a skill set missing for you? Like, if there was a a better version inside you, what's the one behavior you wish you could do or something that you do right now? is like, you know, I wish I wouldn't do that anymore. If I could stop doing that, I'd be a freaking rock star. So what is so it? I, something you want to add or something you want to subtract?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, I have asked managers in the past and been like, hey, like, you know, I'm leaving, I'm heading off to this new company. I would love some feedback. Like, what would you say are like my strengths and weaknesses? And my weakness is so always- no drinking is- at work. Yeah. Oh, you know how startups are, but I, I actually haven't drank in five years just as a side set. But um, but yeah, I, the feedback I've gotten is just that my confidence and then just I get in my head. You know, you and I talked a little bit about this on our intro call, like how important like mindset is. And so for me, like I yes. would just like I would love to be one of those people who are just like blindly confident and just can just, you know, go into a call or like, you know, they just have like this irony you know, mind. And for me, it's definitely something I have to constantly work at. And I have to be really careful, like what sort of like energies I get around, you know, I, I can't, I can't let negativity in because then I'll start doubting myself. And, you know, we talked a little bit about that at the beginning of the call.
0: That's why you don't have a green Christmas tree. You have a hot pink one.
1: <laughs> I know it's the last to year I have To make sure you're too. in the right mindset. <laughs> I know my fiance and I are moving in together, um, pretty like I think next month or something like that. And he, he's not a fan of the pink Christmas tree, so I got to get rid of it. So, but I don't know how to dispose of a Christmas tree. I guess I just throw it in the dumpsters.
0: It's a good question. (laughs) Joe Beth, thank you so much for a delightful conversation. And you know, when we were about to start this conversation, it was like, um, what are we going to talk about? Like, where are we going to go? But where we went was uh, where the rubber meets the road. Like this is what you do to land appointments because the number one thing that stops salespeople from reaching their potential is not getting enough quality appointments. And thank you for sharing right. your wisdom today.
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.